Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 151 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 151 of WrestleTopia continues. Happy Tuesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW continues. And last night was Monday Night Raw going down live from the Fiserv Forum in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And this episode of Monday Night Raw was pretty, ugh, it was all right at best. I'm driven by energy from crowds and I got very little from the Milwaukee crowd last night it was a pretty dry show and when Monday Night Raw is hitting historic lows during the third hour we don't need a dry crowd compounding that even more and thankfully Smackdown got things back on track being back on Big Fox this past Friday to kind of stop the bleeding across Raw Smackdown NXT and AEW Dynamite alongside Rampage this past Friday as well which recovered nicely from their historic low the previous week so it's the holiday season things going to be in limbo heading into the first quarter of next year especially as we enter the royal rumble season of it all which jump starts wrestlemania in just a few months time and AEW's got a lot of shows on the west coast the first quarter of the year as well hitting up seattle going back to la hitting portland as well so i like the geographic change for AEW to hit new cities and markets they have not run before to add new life to crowds every wednesday and friday night we should hopefully up the ticket sales and ratings across the board as we enter the new year in professional wrestling. So as we look ahead, we got to focus on the here and now regarding last night's Raw as we kick things off with Bayley versus Alexa Bliss in a number one contenders match for Bianca Belair's Raw Women's Championship. This match, I had my doubts because I go back five years ago and it was Bayley and Alexa Bliss having one of the worst feuds of the year. And unfortunately, five years has passed and the chemistry in the ring is still very oil and water. Becky Lynch comes out first and she ambushes Io Sky and Dakota Kai from behind to pay them back for ambushing her last week during her triple threat match against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross when she had the match won and they powerbomb Becky through the announce table. She set them over the barricade and through the crowd as Bailey was all alone against Alexa Bliss one-on-one. Alexa Bliss lands the double knees early on, but Bailey is going to send Alexa Bliss into the ring post as we go to commercial break. We come back and Alexa Bliss delivers a hurricane off the top rope to Bailey. The rotation and execution is very slow. And I just said, oh, Lord, the chemistry is still not kimming after all of these years. Eventually, Alexa Bliss lands a cannonball on the outside and a DDT in the ring to Bailey for a near fall. Bailey recovers and she's going to throw Alexa Bliss very hard in the corner, followed by a sunset flip power bomb into the middle turnbuckle for a close near fall. Goes for the Bailey to Bailey for another two count. But Bailey decides to do a little cheating by exposing the middle turnbuckle on the opposite side of the ring. Bianca Belair catches her red-handed because she's overseeing this match, observing her competition. Bailey gets to Bianca's face. She pays for it, and that enables Alexa Bliss to hit Twisted Bliss for the win, and she will face Bianca Belair for a shot at the Raw Women's Championship at a date to be determined. And after the match is over, Bianca Belair is like, you got next. Congratulations, Alexa. Goes for a handshake. Alexa wants a hug, and we see the Bray Wyatt logo flash on the big screen, and Alexa Bliss has Bianca Belair in position for her version of Sister Abigail. The fans ooh and ah at this spot, and Bianca's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Alexa Bliss snaps out of her trance, and she lets Bianca go without incident, and she walks away 
kind of shaken by what happened. And I like it because I enjoyed the chemistry between Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt two years ago. It was dynamic. It was unique. I hate the supernatural shit. But together as a duo, they stand out in a very good way. And I'm looking forward to Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship sometime very soon. I love their chemistry during the 2020 Women's Warrior Rumble. They were the first two in and they set the tone beautifully. I loved how they worked together. I even go to this year's Elimination Chamber pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia. They were the last two in and they really work well together. They just click in the best possible way. So even though we got a little bit of oil and water last night with Bailey and Alexa Bliss, which I expected dating back to last week's show, I sense we're going to get a better match involving Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss very soon, preferably on TV and or the Royal Rumble if WWE decides to wait that long. But this was an all right start to last night's show, which was very dry in terms of crowd reactions, which continued with AJ Styles versus Chad Gable. And I thought this was a good match. Chad Gable is great. Otis is hilarious ringside as he allegedly still smells like milk after Kurt Angle sprayed down the Alpha Academy with milk during his birthday celebration on SmackDown this past Friday night. And I thought this match featured some great wrestling from Gable in particular, who landed four German suplexes in succession on AJ Styles. Gable goes for an ankle lock. Styles reverses that into a calf crusher only for Gable to reverse that into an ankle lock once again lands a gorgeous with a light suplex on Styles for a near fall. They trade a couple of counters until Styles rose through on a roll through by Gable and lands the Styles Clash for the win. Really fun matchup, probably in terms of pure wrestling, best match on the show, but the crowd was once again so-so for it all. We move on to a six-man tag team match involving the Street Profits and Akira Tozawa versus the Judgment Day with Rhea Ripley at ringside. And we come back from commercial break and an early highlight was Damian Priest pouncing poor Montez Ford across the announce table in a gnarly spot. And even when he tried to make the tag to Dawkins, Priest prevents the referee from seeing the tag and the beatdown on Ford continues until Angelo Dawkins gets the hot tag and he goes crazy on Finn Balor with the running back elbow, the insecurity silencer, but Dominic breaks up the pinfall at the last possible moment. Tazawa gets in the ring and he is a ball of fire. Akira Tazawa is the truth as a wrestler. And these fans who have been pretty dormant for the first hour of Monday Night Raw immediately came to life when this guy landed double DDTs on Finn Balor and Dominic Mysterio after Damian Priest wipes out the Chief Prophets of the combo of South of Heaven and the Flatliner and they're disposed of for the rest of this match. Kira Dazawa lands an insane tope on Dominic on the outside. This crowd is on their feet for Akira Tozawa. They want this guy to win. He goes up top with his patented seton, but he's blocked courtesy of Finn. He wipes off Finn as well. But behind the referee's back, Damian Priest lifts up Akira Tozawa over the ropes and lands a razor's edge, which allows Dominic to just pick up the win for the team. And Judgment Day stands tall. So for the last two or three minutes, these fans loved Akira Tozawa. The guy is amazing if you let him cook. And last night was a prime example of that. I want more of Tozawa on my TV, getting a push, being taken seriously as a badass. This guy can go at a very high level. And he was one of a select few that woke up this crowd last night, which is a damn miracle in of itself. So give him props and give him a push to boot. Next up is just a long-ass segment involving Johnny Gargano, Dex Loomis, and The Miz. Because Gargano and Loomis are spending The Miz's money. They're giving away Christmas gifts, t-shirts, teddy bears, yada, yada, yada. The Miz comes out to steal the money. Adam Pearce stops him. And we have this double-or-nothing ladder match going down next week between The Miz and 
Dexter Loomis. Climb the ladder, grab the money bags, and you keep the cash for good. And they just went on and on and on about how Maurice handles the money and finances now because Miz is broke. Allegedly, I don't know. I don't care. I thought this was over, but it's not. And the fans don't give a fuck. And I thought I cared for a while. It was campy and entertaining, but Johnny Gargano is too great to be saddled with this bullshit. It was funny a couple of years ago in NXT when you're trying to do something different and it's a niche and it stands out in a very kooky, fun way. You're on the main roster now. You are an elite performer. You can work at a very high level and grab these fans by what you do between the ropes. The personality is an added bonus, but this is such dead end shit. And it's frustrating because I know what this guy can do between the ropes and he's not doing it on a regular basis. I live in a world where Austin Theory, who was a lovable idiot a couple of years ago with the way, is now being taken more seriously as the United States champion. And Johnny Gagano is still being a funny guy on the main roster in 2022 heading into the new year. It's a parallel universe from hell. And I want this shit to be rewritten for Johnny Wrestling to actually be Johnny Wrestling in the ring heading into 2023 because this Ms. Dexter shit has got to stop very, very soon. Next up is Candice LeRae versus EO Sky. I'm going to give a recommendation for people that love really good professional wrestling. I will advise my wrestling peeps today to queue up the Peacock or better yet, go on YouTube if WWE's posted a full match from years ago. Look up NXT Toronto 2019 and check out Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai at the time, now known as Io Sky. That was one of the best women's matches of the year. This match last night on Monday Night Raw pairs a comparison to that. And I've seen them wrestle multiple times on NXT a few years ago. And the matches were good, but they pair a comparison to that magical night in Toronto three years ago. They were on fucking fire and it was a masterpiece to behold. This match last night was all right. The crowd was absolutely dead because they don't have an organic connection with Candice LeRae. Now, I will thank WWE for profiling Tegan Knox's journey on SmackDown. That's what you have to do to educate your audience on who Tegan is and her journey and the struggles she's gone through in terms of injuries over the last five years. Tearing an ACL not once, not twice, but three times. And getting fired by WWE last year and the journey back to being a tag team partner alongside Liv Morgan. You have to tell your audience that who don't follow NXT. The same will applies for Candice LeRae. She is great. But the fans do not have an emotional connection to her because you don't know her backstory besides being Johnny Wrestling's wife. We need more than that. We need a defined character for Candace who can deliver if you give her the material to do so. And EO Sky, my God, talented, but still has not quite connected thoroughly with the audience as well. And this match was indicative of that. They did good work, but it was ice cold in front of this Milwaukee crowd that hardly gave a damn about anything. Some highlights was EO Sky landing a code breaker off the ropes during a commercial break. We come back and LeRae lands a poison Rana on the floor on the outside as that leads to a near fall in the ring. Sky follows up with a German suplex for a near fall. And the finish happens out of nowhere. We don't get a follow through with the suplex when we get a palm fist strike by EO Sky, maybe a missile drop kick off the ropes or hell, even the tiger fan kick. But no, we go straight up top for the moonsault, which lands on Candace's legs, which had to hurt for the win. And the crowd goes mild, which is a shame. That's why as a palate cleanser, I recommend Candice LeRae versus EO Shirai and next to take over Toronto 2019. 
you would get your life and you will wonder, wow, why can't we get that on Monday nights with some character buildup for both ladies at the same damn time? Just saying. Next up is art at its best because Kevin Owens is being interviewed by Kathy Kelly backstage and here walks in Elias and Kevin Owens has immediate flashbacks to Ezekiel and the hell this man put him through by claiming he was not Elias and he was bamboozled tricked with lie detector tests DNA tests and then we had the actual split screen magic of Elias and Ezekiel talking to each other with Elias rocking a fake beard at the time to really sell the gimmick and Kevin Owens was broken in every single way and he is still traumatized by this gaslighting but Elias wants to bury the hatch and say I need your support out there tonight against Solo Sokoa and Kevin Owens is stunned how dare you even ask me that after what you put me through over the summer Uh uh-uh see you bye and KO walks away not once but twice which made me laugh as we move on to Elias versus Solo Sokoa with Sami Zayn at ringside the fans do come to life a little bit chanting for Sami Uso and at one point Elias rattles Solo by sitting on the outside into the announce table and Solo's gonna grab a steel chair ready to swing on this guy but Sami Zayn says not now stand down calm down you're good but Elias still delivers some strikes to Solo including a net breaker for a near fall Elias gets distracted by Sami Zayn despite Zayn not doing anything directly during this matchup which allows Solo to drop kick Elias off the top rope land a super kick and the spinning Solo for the win after the match is over he continues his attack on Elias by landing the Samoan spike on Elias grabs a steel chair to do the same thing to the riddle last week on Raw until Kevin Owens makes a save and delivers a stunner to Solo Sammy flees and in doing so Elias is saved by Kevin Owens Elias is grateful for Kevin's help but KO does not forget anything and he delivers a stunner to Elias saying dude you were Ezekiel you gaslit me for months fuck you and I love that energy from KO like uh uh-uh I did you a solid but I ain't forgot what you did to me Ezekiel the end of the story as we move on to Solo being held back by Sami Zayn as Sami tells him you've done your job you sent a message let's go backstage for now calm down it's all good and this will be the last time we'll see Sami Zayn in his current form as he's getting that trim up just in time for Friday Smackdown in Chicago with Roman Reigns returning to possibly make him an official Us and possibly change his name to Sami Uso as well which would be a great moment in WWE history if everything goes according to plan and the shy in a few days time next up is Asuka versus Rhea Ripley and Asuka, for the first time in years, is not wearing makeup of the paint variety. She has a clean face and let it be known that Asuka's face card never declines. She's absolutely beautiful. And this might be a character switch for Asuka, which I would love to see in WWE moving forward as she faced off against Rhea Ripley. The match was good as she lands Cold Breaker on the apron to go to commercial break. We come back and Rhea Ripley's in control of things. Asuka fires back with a series of strikes at a roundhouse kick on Rhea Ripley for two. Rhea is trying to ground Asuka with a powerbomb, but she counters with an armbar a few times to get Rhea on the ropes via a tap-out victory. But that is not the case as they continue to go back and forth with Dominic overseeing things at ringside. He does get involved and Asuka promptly knocks him on his ass, which I agree greatly appreciate but the distraction allows Rhea Ripley to briefly regain control by knocking Asuka into the side of the ring Rhea tries a rip tie but Asuka's going to count into an Asuka lock Dominic's going to pull Rhea closer to the ropes to break the hold and in doing so Dom is blatantly on the ring apron at this point and Asuka makes him pay by spraying blue mist in Dominic's face to make him a member 
of the Blue Man Group, and the distraction leads to Rhea Ripley shoving Asuka slightly into Dominic Mysterio as he lands on the floor, and she lands Riptide on Asuka for the win. It was a match. It was good. The crowd was dead. And for that, the presentation was mid, and that's never a good thing, especially when the third hour of Monday Night Raw has been dragging as of late in terms of viewership. And I'm afraid the crash will come again during the main event. We'll see how it goes, but it did involve Bobby Lashley versus Seth Freakin' Rollins for a shot at the United States Championship. This was my favorite match on the show in terms of heat, thank God, as the fans are seeing for Seth as he came out, as Lashley is going to... Get a glancing knee strike below from Rollins on the outside as Rollins avoids an attack from Bobby, only for Bobby to pick up Rollins and toss him over the barricade as we go to commercial break. We come back and Rollins fights back with the beautiful high cross, some suicide dives on the outside, a super kick, and a falcon arrow on Lashley for a near fall, which is really impressive after countering a suplex from Lashley to deliver that move in a very smooth way. So Bobby's on the outside and Seth is going for a running curb stomp. Bobby perks back up, picks up Seth, and sends him rip first into the ring post where he regains control for a bit. Rollins avoids the spear and lands a super kick and a frog splash off the top rope for a near fall. Bobby is going to fight back by blocking the curb stomp by Rollins by using the power of his neck. And he's going to deliver a power slam to Rollins. Rollins is going to slip out of a hurt lock. In doing so, he backs himself up in the corner and the referee tries to sidestep and he kind of tweaks his ankle and her knee in the process. Bobby lands the spear on Rollins, but the referee takes a long time getting back in the ring and it's only for two Bobby is frustrated and Bob is going for another spear but in doing so Rollins counters with the pedigree out of nowhere to get the win to face Austin Theory for the United States Championship at a date to be determined after the match is over Bobby is pissed he shoves down the referee another one goes down as well and we got Adam Pierce coming out to say dude what are you doing? I told you last week, don't touch another WWE official because I'm not going to have your back this time. And allegedly, we get some cursing going on between the two. We get some bleeps. And Adam Pierce, weeks before Christmas, is going to tell Bobby Lashley that he's fired from WWE. And that is how Monday Night Raw goes off the air with the alleged kayfabe firing of Bobby Lashley. And this happened for reasons. Bobby has not been the same since losing to Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel last month in Saudi Arabia. And I'm assuming we're going to get the third match, the trilogy between Lashley and Lesnar, presumably at the Royal Rumble next month at the Alamo Dome. That's a big time match for these two to be a part of to wrap up their rivalry one year in the making that started ironically enough at the Royal Rumble. And they have had good matches. I just want Bob to take the suplexes accordingly and not land so hard on his shoulders but we'll see how he gets his job back in storyline because Adam Pierce jumped over several people's heads and fired that man for reasons and the reasons are kind of valid but at the same time dude let the higher ups such as Triple H and Sterling make that decision. We'll see how it goes in the weeks to come as Bobby Lashley will not be gone from WWE for long in a Sterling context. And with that, this wraps up a pretty so-so edition of Monday Night Raw from the Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The crowd was just lifeless for most of the show. They loved Akira Tozawa in the clutch, which was nice to see. They like Becky Lynch, obviously, as well. But everything else was just there and Monday Night Raw is going to go through some rough times heading towards the end of the year in terms of viewership do I expect record lows again this week I don't know hopefully the bottom doesn't hit again but the third hour did not help matters 
with a dry crowd to boot. And hopefully this gets better heading into January because that's when things really pick up in terms of business for WWE, the Warrior Rumble is a marquee event that jumpstarts WrestleMania season, but they got to get through the NFL wildcard game on ESPN and the college football championship game going down around the same time. And then you have Raw 30, which is a big, big show prior to the Warrior Rumble, a big homecoming celebration of some stars from the past, present and future coming through. The list would be grandiose, but you got to survive this stretch of competition from football via the NFL and the NCAA to really get through the other side of this log known as December that has its highs and lows, especially on USA. Fox holds up a bit better, but the cable ratings have taken some hits via some lower than expected numbers across WWE and AEW. Hopefully there's an upswing starting today when those numbers are released after 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern. And with that, that's a wrap for episode number 151 of The Raw Verdict. I hope you enjoyed it as always. You can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and our Instagram at Receptopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows. The drop in the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night Smackdown on Fox and AEW Rampage on TNT. And for my GH lovers out there, the Sweden Sessions drop every Monday morning on the podcast feed as well. I appreciate the love and feedback. The last couple of weeks... It's been a lot of fun. It's a bonus show and the wrestling and soap world merged together and it's fantastic. You know what to do. Search Receptopia and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Plus, Amazon Alexa, and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 98 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. Until then, enjoy your Tuesday. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.